are Australia's coal companies underreporting their methane emissions? I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto, and this is The Science Briefing, a podcast about the science of everything. Earlier this month, the new federal government's climate change bill passed in the lower house, with the Greens saying they'll back it in the Senate. The climate legislation has passed the House of Representatives. This is a fulfilment of a core promise that we made at the election. The passing of this bill means Labor's core climate policy goal, a 43% cut in emissions by 2030, will become legally binding. And now, the focus is on how we'll get there. A renewable sector that will grow to 82% of our national energy market a program that will see some 604,000 jobs created. But in the middle of all this, a controversy at an Australian coal mine rolls on. This mine has become the poster child for methane greenhouse gas emissions. And the potency of its emissions are raising questions, not only on whether we'll meet Labor's climate goal, but issues with how we report methane emissions altogether. Today, methane, and holding major coal companies accountable for their emissions. Jacinta, let's go to the centre of this methane controversy. Where are you taking us? So this story starts at the Hale Creek Mine. It's about 80 kilometres southwest of Mackay in Queensland's Bowen Basin. Jacinta Bowler is a science journalist for Cosmos magazine. It's a coal mine owned by Glencore, a Swiss mining company, and it's been pretty controversial for some time due to the very large amount of methane emissions it's producing. So the mine is on a particularly gassy land. The land itself is is quite high in methane, but the mine and many others are also being talked about because of the way we report on our methane emissions. There's an allegation that Hale Creek in particular is emitting 35 times more methane than it's telling the government. Okay, so more than 35 times is a big allegation. Before we get into this discrepancy in the reporting, why is this such a big deal? I mean, how potent is methane as a greenhouse gas? Yeah, so it's it's not good. It's the second most abundant greenhouse gas in our atmosphere after carbon dioxide. Um, It basically forms from the breakdown or decay of organic material. This can be from wetlands, cow burps, not farts, (laughs) and mining. So, for example, coal or coal seam gas. Methane's also quite slippery, um, it can escape from almost any part of the mining process. When it escapes, it's called leaking. Right. And although we produce much less methane than carbon dioxide, it's much more potent. And it's stronger because it can trap more heat in the atmosphere. In the short term, methane can have 80 times more global warming potential than CO2. So the vibe I'm getting is that methane is an incredibly potent greenhouse gas. Let's dive into how we report methane emissions. So there's two different ways to report methane emissions. The first one I'm going to talk about is called bottom-up methods. Now, this is the traditional method. It's basically an inventory and accounting method, and it's usually reported from those actually doing the emitting. The second is top-down methods. 
This is a much newer method of counting emissions, and it's pretty cutting-edge science. So data and images are collected from things like satellites, which monitor the atmosphere for gases like methane. Wow. The CSIRO has been using top-down methods for decades, but they've been using it to get global or national emissions, mainly for CO2. Um, But methane has been more of a focus in recent years. So top-down can measure methane for a whole country, but these new satellites allow researchers to look at how much gas is being released from local areas, down to as small of a size as a mine. Whoa. So both methods are important, but it's been shown multiple times in different studies that bottom-up methods can under-report methane emissions. And top-down satellite surveys consistently show much more methane and other greenhouse gases than bottom-up approaches. And it's this discrepancy between bottom-up and top-down reporting of methane emissions that's at the core of this controversy at the Hale Creek Mine. All right, so tell us what's going on with the Hale Creek mine and the reporting around its methane emissions. So there's the bottom-up reporting that's done by the government and Glencore. Glencore is the company that owns the mine. And there's the top-down reporting that was done by a team at the SRON, Netherlands Institute for Space Research. SRON were looking at data from a satellite called the Copernicus Sentinel-5 precursor, But they weren't given access to the full figures and methane emissions from the Hale Creek mine. So the team had to reconstruct this bottom-up reporting to compare it to the satellite data they collected from their top-down reporting. We have to keep this in mind as we go on here, that these are estimates from the researchers. Because of this, we now have some indication as to how much the mine is under-reporting. They found that in 2018 to 2019, the mine had released 230,000 tonnes of methane. That takes us back to the figure I mentioned earlier, that if these numbers are right, the Hale Creek mine is releasing 35 times more methane than their bottom-up reporting suggests. That is a huge discrepancy. What did the top-down satellite data show them exactly? So in the paper itself, the images from the satellite are really stark. It shows these pixelated bright red clouds over the Bowen Basin, where the mine is. And these bright red clouds are probably methane. The researchers looked at two other plumes, so smaller red clouds, that were spotted in the area coming from underground mines. But 40% of the quantified emissions from the whole study came from Hale Creek alone. Now, it's worth noting the same researchers at SRON also found in 2021 to 2022 that they were lower, but there were still huge amounts of methane being released. Now, what's even starker is another suggestion from the researchers that Hale Creek Mine alone is responsible for more methane emissions than the entire state of Queensland. These are some huge estimates, and if true, show massive underreporting of methane emissions at the Hale Creek mine. What has been Glencore's response to this? Well, unsurprisingly, Glencore were not impressed and suggest that the paper itself is not good research. Sure. Um, They say that the researchers didn't use the Hale Creek data properly, and they think that dust or something else could have caused the satellite to overestimate the emissions. 
So this all happened in 2021. But since then, there's been seemingly no update from Glencore to see if they could specify what was actually happening, um, if it wasn't methane, or if they managed to make their methane emissions better. All of the scientists I spoke to while writing this story, neither of which were involved in the research paper, seemed to think that the paper was likely to be correct. And this is probably methane emissions and not due to dust or smoke or something else entirely. One of these scientists is Nicholas Deutscher from the University of Wollongong. There's enough sort of corroborating evidence there to make me think that, yeah, they've, they've certainly picked up the sources. In terms of how good the quantification is, I think they've actually done a pretty rigorous job on it. And there's a couple of things there that make me think they're even erred on the side of caution, perhaps. And we're only now just seeing the closer picture of which other mines also seem to be underreporting their methane emissions. A top-down study by CSIRO of the Surat Basin in Queensland, a basin known for producing coal seam gas, found that methane emissions were 33% larger than what the bottom-up reporting found in the basin. So what does this say about how we report methane emissions? I mean, are there problems with this bottom-up reporting system? So bottom-up reporting has its flaws. This is partially due to the way monitoring works. So emissions from methane leaks can be really easily missed. Mm -hmm. And information from bottom-up can be incomplete, inaccurate, expensive, or sometimes just impossible to obtain. But there are also issues with top-down reporting. So because of the way the atmosphere actually works, by the time the methane gets up there, it can get a bit blurry and it can make these images blurry. Atmospheric observations and the processes actually can cause a loss of information. Right. A way to overcome this, especially in the Hale Creek case, Dr Nicholas Deutscher suggests verifying the data from the ground, which is what he does in his normal job, and that would be a good next step to work out exactly what was happening here. I guess what we what we really need is sort of independent verification of these findings um, by some other method, getting out there on the ground and making measurements within that fluid near the surface or making our type of ground-based measurements to validate the satellite measurements. So Jacinta, now that we're getting a clearer picture of methane emissions coming from places like Hale Creek Mine and how in some cases they might be underreporting their methane emissions, will this work to hold big companies like Glencore accountable? I hope so, but I think it's a little bit yes and no here. The reality is methane reporting is only going to be more of an issue for coal companies in the next few years. More satellites are going to go up and we're going to collect more data on this. It's going to become a lot easier for researchers to look at the emissions of these coal companies and call them out. And if we're getting more satellite data, more people are going to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, shareholders of Glencore are going to have to get involved. Governments too. It's also worth noting that the Australian government doesn't do top-down reporting. The previous government had announced more research into top-down emissions to see if it's viable. I did ask the new government for this story whether they were going to pursue this. A spokesperson for Chris Bowen, the Minister for Climate Change and Energy, responded. They said, The Albanese government is committed to improving and maintaining integrity of Australia's emissions inventory. However, satellite data is currently not reliable enough on its own for emissions estimates. But bringing it back to Glencore here, 
they've been talking about how they will reduce emissions by 15% by 2026 and 50% by 2035. The fact they've responded at all is a really good thing. But these targets might not be enough. And it gets a bit murky if they're not reporting the actual amount of methane that's ending up in the atmosphere. And Glencore is currently expanding the Hale Creek mine. So there's some real mixed messages here on whether or not they're going to slow down. So whether it makes a tangible difference, we're going to be having more satellites up there and more researchers doing this work. But if the government isn't willing to do anything about it, the big emitters are going to just keep emitting. Jacinta Bowler is a science journalist for Cosmos magazine. You can read more of Jacinta's reporting at cosmosmagazine.com, including the article this episode was based on. That article is called, Are Australia's Coal Companies Underreporting Their Methane Emissions? The Science Briefing is produced by Listener and the Royal Institution of Australia. Additional audio from ABC News. This episode was produced by Jake Morecambe. Mixing by Dave Stein. Executive producer is Melanie Withnall. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto. Catch you next time.